Good morning. You are here with me, Jermaine Jackson, and we are preparing to go into another episode of our Testimonial Tuesday by way of the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson. Don't forget that you can follow the New Beginnings podcast on my YouTube page, also on Spotify and Apple um, podcast. Be sure to follow, like, and subscribe. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I am grateful unto God for just blessing and allowing us to see another day. God is yet merciful. His grace is sufficient. And we just thank him and acknowledge him for all that he has done. Amen. On today, we have a wonderful lesson. Amen. I'm going to be sharing a personal testimony with you about defeating pride. Amen. We thank God for that. So let us go into a word of prayer. I am excited about the word on today, and I'm thanking God for each and every one of you. We definitely want to acknowledge the presence and the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, praise you, magnify you. I give you all of the glory, the honor, and the praise. It is from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same that the name of the Lord is worthy to, to be praised. And Lord, I just thank you for life on today. I thank you for health and strength, oh God. I thank you for another beautiful day that you have gave us, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Father, it is only by your mercy that we have not been consumed. For your compassion faileth not, for they are new every morning, and great is thy faithfulness. Thank you, God, for being so faithful unto us, for being so kind and loving toward us. And I give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. And Lord, as we come before the throne of grace on today, I ask for forgiveness, Lord. For in your word, O oh God, you said if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Father, forgive me for every thought, for every word, for every disposition, for anything that was said and done, O oh Lord, that was not pleasing to your eyesight. Father, create in me a clean heart and renew within me the right spirit, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. That as, as, I be, as I stand before you, God, I come before you with clean hands. Hey. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the blood that has washed the consciousness of my mind, oh God, from sinful ways and sinful acts. I give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for yet serving as my mediator and my advocate. Thank you, Jesus, for being all that you are and who you are in my life. Thank you for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you for being the only begotten Son. Thank you for paying the price for my sin. Thank you. Lord Jesus, that all power is in your hands. Hallelujah. I give you praise, honor, and glory. And I bind the hand of the enemy on this morning. Hey, every work of Satan in the name of Jesus, every scheme, every plot that he brings against the people of God. I bind Satan in the name of Jesus. I come against sickness and disease, those that may be afflicted on this morning. Hey, we bind the spirit of affliction. We command the unclean spirit to go in the name of Jesus. And Father, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. We magnify you and lift you up for you are worthy to be praised. And I thank you even now in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Amen. I truly just give it honor to God. Bless you. Evangelist Holloway, bless you, woman of God. Good morning. I want to give an honor to God who is the head of my life. I thank him for yet being saved, sanctified, and filled with the precious Holy Ghost. I want to give honor uh, to my leaders of the Christian Family Worship Center, Pastor Xavier Menzies and Pastor Latanya Menzies. Amen. You know how I'm going to do it. Sunday morning is 10 a.m. You can join us for service. Actually, Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. Amen. Let me correct that. So 
If you uh, don't have a church home, looking for somewhere to fellowship and visit, 9.30 Sunday school, 10 o'clock um, Sunday morning worship, Wednesday night conference call, Bible study. Amen. And we just thank God. I know many uh, at our separate churches, there's, there, you have no reason not to fellowship with the body of Christ. There are many places you can go and get a word, many places you can go and fellowship and feel the love of the body of Christ. Amen. But I just want to invite you out as my special guest. Join me for church. Connect with me and we will help you get to service. Amen. To the house of the Lord. Let's go into today's lesson. Defeating pride. My testimony. I can honestly say that as I begin to talk about this, this is not the most comfortable thing um, for me to talk about. It's something that I struggled with. But I, I thank God that it is something that I have overcame <clears throat> in my life. And it, it is something that I don't like to talk about because if you've ever dealt with pride, um, if you've ever known what pride feels like, something you struggle with, it's something that you don't find is honorable. It may be a disgraceful moment in your life because when we, as, as the people of God, as Christians, as the body of Christ, talk about God and his grace and his mercy, and we know that Jesus Christ lived a life that was full of humility. We really have no reason to be prideful when we know that God has done so much for us and that all that we have, the Bible says it is in him that we live, move and have our being. So everything that happened to me, everything that didn't happen, we even thank God for the things that didn't happen. It all goes back to God. But there are moments in life. God bless you, Sister Cynthia. Good morning. There are moments in life where we can take the credit for what God has done. I don't know about you. Now, if there's those of you that are under the sound of my voice and you say, no matter what's happened in my life, all the great and good things, I've always given credit to God. That's not my testimony on this morning. I've had moments in my life where things have been going great for me. Things have been going wonderful for me. And I took the credit. I lifted myself up. I made myself be more than who I was. And I did not acknowledge God. And I've gone through some things for it. So on this morning, I want to share with you my testimony about overcoming and defeating pride. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, it says that pride goes before destruction. And a haughty spirit before fall. In Proverbs 11 to 2, it says, When pride comes, boiling up with an arrogant attitude of self importance, then comes dishonor and shame. When we look at the word pride, the biblical definition is it is an inordinate self esteem, an unreasonable conceit of one's own superiority in talents, beauty, wealth, accomplishments, rank, or elevation in office, which manifests itself in lofty airs, distance, reserve, and often in contempt of others. It is insolence, rude treatment of others, and an insolent exaltation. And when I talk about defeating pride, I don't know about you, but in my bloodline, my family, have you ever sat in your family and tried to identify the things that are generational curses, blood? All that stuff is very real. That when you look through the generation of your families and you see, bless you, Reverend Dudley, good morning, you see some of the things that you struggle with that have been passed on for generations where you know, you come in families where you may be the first one in your family to be saved. Everybody in the family, you hear the stories of, well, your granddad did this, your grandma, this is just our family. But when you came into the revelation of who God was, who Jesus Christ was, you started seeing the different things that cripple your family that could cause them to be held back because no one was willing to pray or no one was willing to seek and call out those things that the enemy had allowed to take ravage in the family. 
And one of the things that I truly believe is just in the bloodline of generationals of my family is pride. That by nature, we can tend to be very prideful. I come from a family where we have, we're very talented. I believe we're very intelligent, that we're, we're very gifted. We have multiple gifts. And sometimes when you forget that all every good and perfect gift comes from God, you can take what God has blessed you with from birth. It ain't that I worked for it. There are just some things that I have been given naturally skilled at and gifted. I now understand that it's all because of God. It ain't nothing that I've did. It's, it's not of my own. It's not of my own works. I can't boast about it. It all draws back to God. But many times the things that God has given us that we can naturally do, we can easily fall into pride. So I want to take you back to a time in my life right when I graduated from college. Got out of school, started working. Um, my daughter, uh, my daughter that is now 19, was on the way. Uh, I would say the first time I got married, I rushed into marriage, um, you know, and I've been remarried uh, since then, went through a divorce. But there came a, a portion of my life where I was very prideful. And like I said, this is not the easiest thing because a lot of people that know me, one of the things a lot of people say about me, oh, oh Jermaine's a very humble person, doesn't, and I, I, I try to be, I don't, I'm not humble from the point where I lower my head and just hang it low and stuff like that. But the reason that I am so focused on being humble is because of the pride in my life. As a teenager, there came a section of my life where I was very prideful, where I was really into how I looked and, you know, the people I talked to, I cared about what people thought, certain things that I accomplished as a teenager, just academically. I was never one of the, I played sports, but was never one of the best athletes because I just didn't, you know, sports was something to do. But when it came to academics, I was very focused on being the best. Yes, going to college was a motivation, but I knew that educational wise, I felt like I had to prove that I could be smarter than other people because growing up didn't have everything. I remember when my dad died and my mother was a single parent. Didn't always have the best clothes for a while. Didn't always have everything. I remember living with the roaches and the mice in the house. Anybody ever grew up like that where your circumstances were not the best? And I remember when my mother was able to move us to some better circumstances. But my way to prove my come up was that academically, I didn't have the best clothes. I wasn't the best athlete. I didn't have all the money in the world but I could be better than everybody academically. That was my one way to be successful. And even though it was God that blessed me with the ability to understand and comprehend subjects and to memorize certain things, even as a young kid, I didn't know I was being boastful and proud about my conduct. Secretly, I used to purposely within my heart say that I'm going to be better than everybody else from an academic standpoint. Sometimes pride can enter into your heart. Remember, pride is, is self-arrogance. Whether you boast and say something about it internally, you could be thinking with a mindset, I'm going to get A's. I used to go in classes and be glad to set the curve in a class on a test just to prove that I'm better than everybody else because that was the only way that I could prove things. But then when I started working, so the pride started way earlier than my dog years, started working, making money. I'm going to get some of the best outfits, best shoes. My way of dressing was I never was a person that was a trendsetter. I never followed trends. I always said I'm going to stand on my own two feet. And it wasn't about just being a leader. But pride was telling me, be you. 
make everybody follow you. So I dressed different. I didn't buy what everybody else bought. If everybody had on Jordans, I was back back in my day in high school. We wore, you know, K-Swiss, other brands of shoes. I'm going to do a different brand so that I can be noticed because from me being a kid all the way up till I started working at 16, like I said, I didn't have the best clothes. I had clothes. I had shoes. Don't get me wrong. My mother was a great provider. But based off what kids at their age want and what we how we want to dress, I didn't have what I wanted. So the minute I got money and I saved money, I was good with money as a kid. But I made sure that all of my stuff was name brand. I made sure it may have not been the brands that everybody else wore, but it's what I wanted to wear because I wanted to be noticed. I wanted to be acknowledged. I wanted to be seen. I was that teenage kid that every two weeks I'm going to get a fresh line. I'm going to get a fresh haircut. Because I had waited so long to look nice, so long to be acknowledged. So pride was settling in. So let's fast forward to college. Still walking in pride, walking in arrogance. And the Bible says here when pride comes, no, it said pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. While I was in college was some of the most depressing times of my life. Academically, I got so distracted by sports and going out, hanging out, doing things, grades started to fall. Many people don't know, almost failed out of college. Literally almost failed and gave up. Thank God I finished and got my degree. But there was a moment in time where I literally was finna quit college. And if it had not been for my mother who told me, son, you're going through, but you need to pray. Pray and ask God to help you. She halted me. And I believe God right there was an experience why I had failed. If y'all could see my grades from my junior year, you'd be looking at me wondering how I made it. But thank God I made it by my senior year. I was able to go back. Was on academic probation my senior, going into my senior year. But ended up getting to make the dean's list by the end of my senior year. But do you think I appreciated that? That pride came right back in and said, see, you smart. And the reason I worked so hard my senior year of college is because I had a professor who told me you should just give up. You shouldn't. Um, my, my major was biology. He told me you should just give up and try something else. But that sparked something in me. I said, I'm going to prove you wrong. Pride said, I'm going to prove to you that I am smart enough. That the only reason I was failing was because I was getting distracted on my own. But Pride said, I'm going to prove you wrong. When that professor saw me at the day of my graduation, I looked at him in his face and told him I told you I was going to graduate. I completed 38 semester hours, 38 hours between two semesters, first semester, 18, second, 20. Most people, that's, you've been to school, that's too many hours, 18 and 20. Plus, we had a work study program. I was an RA. That's, that's too much to put on a young mind. But I did it to prove a point. Now, he said it was reverse psychology. But prior told me, no. I just proved you wrong. So I want to show you how smart I was. Let's fast forward to my young adulthood. As I started the story out, got a good job coming out of college, making good money, more money than what I ever made, had a family, kids, wife, and all this stuff. As I began to ascend on my job, pride kept in. And this, to me, was one of the most disgraceful moments of my life. I worked for Bear Paint, if you ever know the paint companies. I was a uh, lab chemist there uh, working as a quality control technician. I was training people. I understood the concepts of the job very quickly, was doing excellent work on the job. But I started getting kind of boastful where the people that trained me and taught me, I thought I knew more than them. 
because I just was able to grasp that God has always given me ability to grasp concepts very quickly, to understand things very quickly. It makes me feel like I'm smarter than everybody. But proud to tell you that even the people that teach you things, the ones that have trained you and helped you, you think, proud to tell you that since you got it, you can tell them now. People that had been on the job for years, that had been successful, that had put time in. Just because I got trained and understood concepts within a couple of months, I thought I knew more than them. So at that job, we had formulas. And sometimes when the paint didn't come out right, we had to make little additives to it to make the color right, to make the texture right. I started messing up on a couple of these things. Small little mess ups, not understanding that every time you mess up a formula and it doesn't come out right, you cost the company money. So I was having these little mess ups, but I felt like I was so essential to the job. I felt like that even though in the midst of these mess ups, my boss is giving me warnings about it. I felt like y'all not going to do nothing to me because I'm young. I come to work. I do overtime. Basically, you need me was even starting to apply for upper level positions. Hadn't really put no time in, had been there maybe about a year and a half, hadn't really got my feet wet and basically was saying, I'm going to be this job. I'm going to do this. Just really boasting based off an intelligence that didn't even belong to me. Something that God had gifted me by grace, but I felt like it was all me. All my success was all me. And like I say, I was making good money at that time, was going out buying things, paying bills, had an apartment, had a family. I'm just thinking I'm living the highlight, was proven to everybody from coming out of the, from living with the roaches, living with the mice, living the figure that now I got a nice apartment, got a brand new car, got a second car. I, I, I done pulled myself out of poverty. You know, every once in a while, if people need a couple of dollars, I can give them money. I think I'm high rolling. All that puffed up in pride. And the Bible says, Proverbs 60, pride goes before destruction and the haughty spirit before a fall. And it said, Proverbs, when pride comes, then come dishonor and grace. Now, when I kept messing up at the job, that was God warning me. You're getting a little beside yourself. And with my pride, I used to get into arguments with people always trying to tell somebody off, always trying to outsmart somebody, always got to have the last word. I wasn't willing to listen to anybody. This is not just on the job. This is stuff from my first marriage to people that were around me. This is even in the church around that time. God had graced me to become a minister in the church, uh, teaching Sunday schools, different things. But there came a section of time where <clears throat> I just wasn't listening to anybody. Every time someone tried to tell me something, it was a constant back and forth. When you're dealing with pride, pride always wants the last word. Pride always wants to get their opinion across. Pride doesn't listen. Pride listens just to have a response. So I'm really not taking in what you're telling me. While you're talking to me, I'm thinking of how I can have a rebuttal just to defeat you, just to outsmart you. Pride never wants to listen. And this was me. This is who I was. See, a lot of people see the product of who I am now, but I wasn't always like this. God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. And so when I was in this prideful state, came to work one day, I was training a new person, had this huge mess up at work the week before. Wasn't really understanding the money that I cost the company. 
But I felt like I've been here almost two years. What are y'all going to do to me? Came in work, went to my boss office, slid me my first pink slip I've ever had. Never been fired from a job in my entire life. Told me they no longer needed my services. Now, I had been written up before. I've been disciplined before, but I felt like Pride was telling me, you so valuable to the company, they can't get rid of you. And I learned that a job will get rid of you and have your replacement on deck while you gone. When I got fired, I kind of blew it off. It don't matter. I was so proud that I said, I got a college degree. At that time, I think I was going to school working on my master's. I wanted to work on it in education. Just more pride thinking, well, I could find a job. Within a couple of months, I lost everything. I was fired from my job. I was so prideful, I didn't even sign up for unemployment. My job was not denying me unemployment, but I said that I'm so valuable, I'm so smart, that all I got to do is put in my application and I'll get another job. For nine months, I was out of work. Lost my town home, lost the brand new car I had, had to move my family in with my sister, hit rock bottom and could not understand why. So eventually, we used to have these Monday prayer services uh, under my old church with uh, Pastor Charles P. Nelson, the man that was like my father, God rest his soul. And he had all through all of this had been talking to me, try to warn me of this stuff. But remember, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. I had literally fallen. I was down to rock bottom. While I thought I had to be the one helping everybody else, people had to come help me put money in my hand. I used to sometimes look down on people that was on government assistance. But I had to go on government assistance for a while because I didn't have anything. When I did apply for the unemployment, I got it, but it was a limited time. When I tell you at those Monday night prayer services, I begin to pray and cry out to God like never before because I felt so dishonored and disgraceful before God because I said, Lord, how did I allow myself to get like this? And God showed me how prideful I was. He showed me how highly lifted up that I was. But I can thank God for his grace. Yee, thank you, Lord Jesus. And I thank God for his mercy. Mm. We see here in James 4 and 6, it says, and it's in the Amplified. And when I read this verse in the Amplified, it's like tears welled up in my eyes. It said, but he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Did I, let me not forget to mention that I was saved, minister in the church. So don't tell me that you can't be saved and can't be struggling and dealing with generational bloodline curses, that the enemy won't try to bind you. I don't want y'all to think I was in church faithful. So prideful at times, so depleted at times, but I wasn't faithful in my giving because my pride had me so distorted that I wasn't balancing money right. Wasn't, you know, they say uh, robbing Paul to pay Peter and couldn't even see it. Love God. You're going to see me at church every Sunday. But envelope wasn't right. Stuff was messed up at home. Wasn't even realized everything that I had been given was by the grace of God. But I said, Jermaine did it. But Jermaine had to fall. Hallelujah. 
so that the grace of God could begin to work in my life. Therefore, it says God is opposed to the proud and haughty. Even though I felt that my service to God was so mighty, God was looking at me saying, no, son, you prideful. And I had to be stripped of everything because I had lifted up idols before God and people and materials and things. I lifted up. Don't you know our God is a jealous God? He said, you should have no other gods before me. And that doesn't mean like alternative religions, anything that you lift up before him. And at that time, my money, my job, my family, all of that was before God. I was going to church, but I had idols before God. Well, well, Jermaine, we need our jobs. We need our money. Yes, but we have to realize it's by the grace of God. It, it wasn't nothing that I did. God blessed me with that job out of college. God blessed me with the income that he gave me. God had blessed me with my children. And my, why was I putting that thing like it was a priority above him? And I had to lose all of it. And I had to go down in my knees. And I remember one Monday night, I would go to prayer. My pastor said, you leave prayer tonight. And when I mean you, I prayed and cried out to God like never before. Wasn't so much worried about leading the prayer. But in that instance, I realized, Lord, deliver me from this pride. I can't carry this. I can't. Hold on to this. It's destroyed. I've lost everything. Has anybody ever been in a point when you lost everything? Where you've hit rock bottom? Where you've been praying and you just hoping that God will hear you? When God allows you to see yourself and how messed up you are, how, how far gone you are in your mind, in your heart. And you get to the place where, Lord, if you could just bring me out of this, I'll never be in this place again. Woo, God, I give you praise. Have you ever been there where you know that if God don't do it, it can't be done? Or even to the point where you say, God, I deserve to be in the place I'm in. Come on. Where you said, Lord, the place that I'm in, this valley experience, God, I can't even say you, you put me here. I did this. It, it, it's not a lesson. It's not a test. But I got so lifted up in what I was focused on. And now that I've hit rock bottom, God, I can't even be mad at you for leaving me here because I deserve this because of what I've done, because of what I've neglected. Lord, I know your word. I, 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 I know you speak to me, God. I know the right thing to do, but I've been in bondage and I've been in wrong in this instance in my life. And I can't even be mad in the place that I'm in. Because if this is the punishment I deserve for what I've done or for what I've been doing, then God I'm going to sit in it till you decide to bring me out. Woo! Right there. God, till you decide to bring me out. Have you ever had that testimony? That, Lord, I ain't saying you got to deliver me, but I know what I've done. So, Lord, if you leave me in this place, till you decide to bring me out? Because what if you bring me out and I haven't learned my lesson? I can easily go back to it. My God, my God. It said, but continually give the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. At that instance, I was willing to turn away from self-righteousness. And I made a declaration to God. I said, Lord, I will never in this life put anything or anyone before you. I said, God, you can trust me. And like I said, pride is a thing that I really believe 
It's just a generational thing in my family. And what the enemy does when he knows that you struggle with something, the enemy will continue to bring things back to you. The enemy will continue to suggest things to you. Let's look at Matthew, the 12th chapter. Let's start at verse 43. It says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and findeth none. Then he said, I will return into my house from which I came out. Have you ever been delivered from the unclean spirit, from some demonic force that had you in bondage? It could have been it could have been introduced in your childhood, your adulthood. No matter. It could have been generational blood. But you know that God delivered you. <clears throat> but the Bible says that spirit, it goes out. You've been delivered. You've been set free. But then he said that the, the demonic spirit says, I will return into my house. Don't you know the enemy think he has ownership over us? And that the devil will try to come back and reintroduce something that you've been delivered from. The enemy works by the spirit of suggestion. The enemy basically looks at you and says, that demon says, yeah, I've been cast out. You've been delivered, but I think I can come back. The enemy wants to have ownership in the life of the believer. Not just the unbeliever, the enemy wants to take residence in the unbeliever. And it says, I will return to my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he finds the empty, swept, and garnished. Can I tell you on today, you got to fill the house? When I got delivered from pride, when God really took it from me, I had to fill the house. Because you don't think that pride doesn't come back and try to entertain itself to me? I don't know about you that's listening, but to me, I don't know what your thing is that the enemy keeps trying to bring back into your life. Oh, God, I give you praise. Because the enemy would love to would love for us to fall from grace. The enemy would love for us to go back. He said, if any man have been being Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. The devil would love for us to go pick up those old things to get those old associationships, the, the, the old associations, the old relationships, the old habits, the old addictions. The devil wants us to go back to it and he will find a way to speak to our minds. God, I give you praise and I thank you even now. The enemy will speak to our minds. You could just go back and do it. Have you ever sat there and had a thought in your mind that you know it wasn't God? And you ask yourself, where did that thought come from? Why am I thinking about this? Why am I thinking about that person? God, I don't want nothing to do with that because the enemy works by suggestion. He will suggest things to you. He will present things to you. Oh, if you go back into this, it ain't that bad. If you go do this, don't nobody know. You can ask God for forgiveness. Go ahead and, and pick that back up. God will forgive you. God know your heart. You could pick it back up again. God, I thank you. It said, then he goeth and taketh himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so it shall be also unto this wicked generation. So wait a minute. If I allow pride to come back in, it ain't just pride, but seven spirits more wicked than itself. And the state of that I was before, I'm worse. That's why when God delivers us, we overcome and we defeat the demonic strongholds that try to bind us. We got to fill the house with the spirit of God. We got to fill the house with the things of God, with more prayer, with more reading of the word of God. So that the enemy knows you can never take residence. It's not that the enemy won't tempt you, but you don't have to yield to the temptation.
And now as I look at my life, the enemy tells me, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. It could scar your image. People see you as this, as this humble young man. Don't talk about the pride you deal with. Don't talk about when I speak to you about the pride. In my life and right now, there are certain things that if you, if you, most people know me, I don't like to be acknowledged a lot. I don't care what I've done. I don't care what I'm successful at. I don't like to be acknowledged because every time I'm acknowledged for, for doing something right, for doing something good, the enemy comes in. Yeah, you could do it. See that? You want to up and up. See what's going on in your life? That pride, it comes back to speak. So I don't sit there and look at the enemy and just think that I'm done with it. He's still to this day suggesting and wants me to give myself over. But I'm telling you, I have defeated the spirit of pride. And people will say that sometimes pride can be a good thing. <clears throat> you can have a sense of pride about stuff. But do you know when God has delivered you from some things that there's just some things I don't want to go? How many of you have God delivered? Maybe your drinking was your issue. So you know I can't go to the bar. Oh, but come on. The, they got good chicken wings. But because of what God delivered me from, there's just certain places I can't go. There's certain people I can't be around because it caused me to play back in my mind. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. What God delivered me from. So I got to stay away from it. I just can't pray about it. I just can't read the word, but I got to make a conscious choice to stay away from it so that I don't yield the members of my body to it so that I don't yield my mind to it. Because out of, out of all that God has done for me, you don't know what it took for me to get broken from that stronghold. You don't know what it took for me to get loose from that band of wickedness, from that bondage. And I'm never going back to it. So I've got to make a conscious choice to not even be around it so I can stay delivered, so that I can stay free, and so that I don't want to be bound by that thing again. And some people can't understand that. Some people feel like I get delivered and I can go anywhere. No. When God has, it said that that spirit comes back. All the enemy is waiting for us to do is to give him an opportunity to get in. And we can find ourselves in the same situations and circumstances, and we'll be sitting there wondering, God, how did I get here? How did I allow this to happen to me again? And some people talk to me, oh, Jermaine, it's okay to be celebrated. It's okay to be acknowledged. And it is. I'm not saying nothing's against it. But I have to be careful. You have to know how to guard your heart and mind. You have to know how to guard your spirit. You have to be conscious of what you can't do, where you can't go. When you know that by the grace of God, look at this. He said, but he gives more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life. So my ability to have restraint, my ability to defy sin, my ability to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of my flesh is through the Holy Spirit. What credit can I take for anything? All I can do is present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, and the Bible is just my reasonable service. But without the Holy Spirit, I can't stand. Without the Holy Spirit, I can't maintain my deliverance, my breakthrough. I need God. That reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. It's by the grace of God. So all the, everything that has happened to me in my life up to this point. Thank God for the job I have. Thank God for his favor. I give God his glory. 
One thing that I have learned when God brought me out of that, when I had my fault, I was out of work for nine months. God turned that thing around. Right when my unemployment ran out, God blessed me with a brand new job, was able to get another place to live. God took care of me. But there are things that I have gone through in my life, sickness, pain, loss. I've been fired from other jobs. I'm not going to say it was because of pride, but God has shown me that everything that I've done for you, even some things I've gone through, that I've been there, I've blessed you. I'm the one that gave you everything. And one of my declarations that everything that I do is all for God. I've told God, Lord, I'll never allow anyone else to take your glory. I'll never take your glory. No matter what I achieve in my life, what success I have in my life. When people acknowledge me, I say, to God be the glory. Thank God for it. Because I want God to know I'll never be lifted up in pride. And as we prepare to end this episode, pride is so serious. Because that's why the enemy got kicked out of heaven. It wasn't that the devil was all big and bad. The, the devil was an angel. He had he was over the music. Said the pipes ran out of him. But the devil got risen up in pride and thought he could be better than God. Thought that he could be more than God. Pride got him kicked out. Him and a third of heaven got kicked out. A third of the angels because he rose up in pride. Pride is one of the most diabolical spirits. And it leads to so much self-righteousness. Pride leads to selfishness. Pride leads to rebellion, disobedience. I ain't even fully gave y'all if I could just sit here and, and dissect everything that pride caused me to do. When I was sitting here getting ready to deliver this, I had tears in my eyes because I didn't want to. Pride was saying, don't you dare tell your testimony. Don't you dare let them know about what God delivered you from. But I've come to a place in my life that, no, I got to tell because I want to help somebody else. And the more that I give my testimony, the more I let the devil know. The Bible says we overcame them by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That pride shall never reign in my life. That pride will not overtake me. Oh, yeah, the enemy's going to speed. The enemy's going to bring things back. But I will never allow pride to take residence in my heart again because I know that God's been too good. And that everything that has happened to me, everything that God has done for me has been by the grace of God. And when you make God a promise, when you make a vow to God, don't break that vow. Some people wonder why I'm so serious about serving God, why I'm so serious about the life that I live for God, because I made him a promise. Lord, I'll never lift up anything or anyone else before you. I've had people tell me, you're just so serious about the things of God and, and church and living for God, but you don't know the oath that I made to him. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't y'all worry about people when they don't know the vows that you made to God. Why your, why your faithfulness is, is, is so intense. Why you love God the way you do. Some people don't know the tears you've cried in the middle of the night. Some people don't know that what you've sacrificed. Some people don't know what you've given to God. What you said, Lord, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you for the rest of my life. Don't you worry about the way they look at you. Don't you worry about the fingers that point at you. Well, I don't understand why they serve God the way they do. They seem to be blessed. They seem to be prosperous. But you don't know when it was me and God in the midnight hour. 
when nobody else was there and I knew that only God could bring me out of my struggles. God could bring me out of my bondage. And I made a vow to God. I made an oath to God. And I've got to honor that vow to the day that I close my eyes. People may never understand what it took for you to get where you at. But long as God is getting the glory, hallelujah, Father, I give you praise. So I just had to share that testimony with you today. We're going to go into the word of prayer. God, I praise you and I magnify you, hallelujah. And I give you praise right now, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your grace that is sufficient. I thank you for being such a loving, forgiving, and caring God, oh Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to see myself, oh God. I thank you, Lord, for what you have brought me out of, what you have delivered me from. Lord, I give you praise. And I bind that spirit of pride. I bind the spirit of self-righteousness. I bind it up in the name of Jesus. I command pride. I even bind the very spirit of Leviathan. I bind up every highly lifted up spirit. I bind up the spirit where we want to esteem ourselves above others. I bind the spirit that causes us to look down on others when we think we are better than them. Hallelujah. But God, if it was not for your grace, many of us wouldn't even be in the place in the state that we're in, oh God. Everything that you've blessed us with, everything that you've given us has been a gift and it's come from you, oh God. Let us never get lifted up, God, and exalt ourselves higher than what we think, oh God. It is you that has blessed us, anointed us, and kept us, and watched over us, God. And I thank you right now. And I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to share my testimony, for I know that the kingdom of Satan is being defeated right now. And I thank you, Lord, that I have defeated this spirit. I thank you, God, for being able to walk in humility, God, because I understand all that I have is because of you, oh God. Hallelujah. And I thank you for all that you've given me, Lord. I love you with all of my heart, my mind, and my soul, oh God. Hallelujah. And I give you praise, honor, and glory. And I pray for the one that is struggling, the one that is struggling with addiction, the one that is struggling with a generational or bloodline curse, the one that doesn't know how they're going to get free, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But let us all come to ourselves and realize who you are, God. You can deliver us from anything. There is nothing too hard for you, God. Hallelujah. And I am a witness, and I thank you, and I praise you even now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you on this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I don't care what you're struggling with, what you're dealing with. God is more than able to deliver, to heal, and set free. I commend you to give it to God on today. Don't let the devil hold anything over you and make you feel like that you have to stay in the state that you're in. The devil is a liar. You can be delivered from whatever it is. It ain't for you to tell nobody, but you can go to the throne of grace and God can deliver. God can take it. God can eradicate it. Hallelujah. And he can deliver you. So I thank God for all that listen to the live. Thank all that will listen to this replay. Ah, glory be to God. Don't forget the New Beginnings podcast. Hallelujah. With Jay Jackson on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Thank you for all of those of you that share to tell people about the podcast. I pray that this word has blessed you. I pray that more testimonies are, are coming um, from me. But I'm thanking God on today for defeating the spirit of pride. And I, I refuse to allow it to come back and have any residence in my life. And now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. It is unto the only wise God I say be the glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and ever. Amen. God bless you all. 
May you all have an exceptional day, and I'll see you next week, Testimonial Tuesday.